Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. Jason, news came out this week in an SEC filing. Vince McMahon is officially an employee of the WWE again. We knew that was going to happen. Oh, yeah. And they made it retroactive to January 9th when he took over again. Yeah, he uh, he also has agreed to paying back all of his hush money. Yeah, to the tune of several million dollars. Yeah. Um. It, <laughs> it, now it still remains to be seen whether that being an employee is just to oversee the contract deals, sales, and purchase, possibly, of WWE. Like, that seems to be the, the the gist of it, is that's the only reason he's back, that he's not... Everybody keeps saying he is not back for creative. He is not back in any kind of official capacity as far as the product is concerned. Now, they, they all of that said, that. I don't believe it for one bit. No. Or rather, let me rephrase that. I believe that is what is on paper. Yes. I believe that on paper, that's why he's back. However, Vince McMahon being Vince McMahon is going to put his his two cents in. Yeah. You know, Hunter, if, uh, if it was me, I would do this. You know, Hunter, you know it would be a great match for WrestleMania. Right. Almost. Versus Brock Lesnar. Exactly. So, like, yeah, I feel like that's a thing. Yeah, and I, I think that it's, I'm sure he's giving Triple H a couple choices from time to time, but there's also, you know what I want to see at WrestleMania? Right. And and it's it's not said, hey, you have to do this. Right. But it's, it's, it's implied. Heavily implied type things. All right. Uh, so what we, are we drinking? This week, we are drinking Johnny Walker Red Label Blended Scotch Whiskey. And this is the cheap, I think the cheapest Johnny Walker that they have out there. Yeah, I think it's red, then black, then blue. Yeah. And then they've added some other ones. You got like, the, the rye that we tried yeah. a while back, which was actually mm-hmm. pretty good. They have their special editions that they did with Game of Thrones like and some other ones. All those. Uh, but yeah, as far as, and I think they have a platinum now yeah, too, sure there's a double black, uh, you know, I saw some whiskey I wanted to get my hands on, but it's no longer available oh. and I don't think I ever would have been able to get my hands on it anyways. It's uh if you watch the whiskey tribe on YouTube, they, uh, distilled 15 year old yes. whiskey, they redistilled 15 year old whiskey and that was a several months ago and I was like, yeah. I, I want to go see if it's nope, still it's available. Out. It sold out. Yeah, that was the one that was like, there was a problem with the, with the. They had like three barrels that were bad yeah. out of their, like a 15 barrel yeah. order or something. They were terrible. They, like there was a problem with them. Something yeah. happened. They didn't work right. So they just redistilled it. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really cool. I wish I could have gotten hands on it because I wouldn't give that a try, but sold out. Uh, maybe someday somebody will do something similar. Who knows? 
But uh, this week we're trying Johnny Walker Red. Johnny Walker Red is uh, 40% alcohol by volume. It is, of course, a blended Scotch whiskey, meaning that it is made in Scotland. Mm-hmm. Out of out of multiple different barrels of whiskey. Yeah. That's what the blended means. They obviously. take they take several different barrels of scotch and they blend it together to get the flavor profile that they want. Yep. So, so cheers. Cheers. Honestly, not bad. Not bad. Um there's a little bit of smoke in there. I like I'm the getting. smoke. I mean, that's that's your your traditional Scotch smoke. I'm I'm cool with that. It's got to a little me, bit of burn. A, to me, there's a hard burn on the end of this. Like normally, when I think of Scotch, Scotch to me at least has a has very little of that that throat burn. Mm-hmm. This has quite a bit of it. I don't hate it, but. Uh, there's a reason it's the the least expensive of the the Johnny. Oh, absolutely. I uh, I don't mind it. It's the cheapest one. It, I think I paid twenty five dollars for it last night. Yeah, that ain't bad at all. For no. for twenty five bucks, that ain't bad. No, if you're wanting something different from your bourbons, or you know your just regular whiskeys, yeah, picking up a bottle of Johnny Walker Red isn't gonna. I would tell you, I would say this right. If you want to stretch out into scotches, because mm-hmm. let's be real here, scotch, for the most part, is more expensive than bourbon. Absolutely. Uh, when you talk about an even playing field, like you can get some really expensive bourbons, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Right? But, you want some Pappy Van Winkle, you're going to pay 1000 bucks for right, it. 3000 Is it up to 3000 now? 3000 a bottle now. Jeez. Um, <laughs> so you're going to pay a lot for some of these bottles. You know, some of them get up into the 15 grand marks, like like wine-level marks, right? Um. Scotches tend to be a little more expensive on an on an equal footing. Mm-hmm. For twenty five bucks, get this because honestly, the the flavor that you're going to get out of this, minus that throat burn, yeah, that scotch, right? It has a, a smoky taste. It yeah, the the smoke is definitely. And when we say smoke, we you've heard us talk about the Isla scotches on here. It ain't that. where we you know you have the almost like you're chewing on ash. It, well, this to me, an Isla is you're chewing on burnt peat. Yeah. Which I like. I mean, don't get me oh. wrong. I love an Isla Scotch, but yeah, this doesn't have that. No, this just has a nice, think of it like a nice smoked barbecue flavor. Yeah, yeah. You know what? That you works. Know, it, that's that's what you're getting out of here. It's not bad at all. I would Mm-mm. definitely, this is not, this is not one that I'm going to reach for a whole lot because I have better ones in my right. liquor cabinet. But that this is bad. one that I would take if if this was available. I'd be like, yeah, sure, I'll take yeah, it. Ain't bad. All right. Should we jump into... Okay, well, let's talk about what we're going to do this week. It is WrestleMania week. Mm-hmm. And so we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on AEW. We're going to touch on a few things. Yep. But for the most part, we're going to talk about WWE, what happened on Raw, SmackDown, the Hall of Fame, right. and WrestleMania Night 1. Yep. It is Sunday as we record this. We're not going to get to record night two before next weekend. Right. So, you know, cliffhanger. Ooh. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you like we're going to mention a couple of things that happened in AEW, but realistically right now, AEW is kind of in a holding pattern. 
Tell you what, let's let's start with AEW. Okay, let's we'll we'll touch AEW and then we'll just spend the last half of the episode on WWE. Sure, that works. Um, like we don't have, we're not going to run down what happened on the shows. Obviously, yeah. the the big point in AEW this week. Well, I guess you can argue one of these is a big point. Um, outside of the ring, Matt Jackson's hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, so he will be out for an indefinite period of time. They're saying that he will still be on television, though. So yeah. that's a plus. He's uh, he's injured his peck or his shoulder. I don't remember which. Mm-hmm. And oh, we had Super Card of Honor too. We need to talk about that for just yeah. a, a brief minute too. Uh, with Matt Jackson, we'll, we'll get to yeah. Super Card. Yeah. But with Matt Jackson, he injured one of it. Like I forget if it's peck, his shoulder, whatever it is, or his bicep. Mm-hmm. He's trying to rehab it without surgery. Yeah. It is one of those though that. Surgery is kind of what they recommended, and he's like, oh, I don't want to miss that much television. So he's going this route. We'll see in the long run if this is the right decision or not. Yep. But who knows? Um, also on Dynamite, Daniel Bryan returned and mm-hmm. became a heel with uh, Blackpool. Um, this makes absolutely no sense. Right. He he even though he was going up against MJF where he was playing the face character, he was still very much a heel. Mm-hmm. And he was a heel before well, uh no, what I mean is like okay, Daniel Bryan can be or Bryan Danielson can be a heel. That's fine. You have him versus MJF. Mm-hmm. He loses. Then he cuts the promo afterwards. Yeah. Of, you know, I lost you know, I, I I got knocked out. I wake up. I'm in, you know, the yes lock, the bell lock. Um, and all I can see is my kids flashing before my eyes. You know, am I going to, I can feel things tearing. You know, am I going to be able to hold my kids? Max was right. I need to, it's time for me to go home. And he walks away, right? Yeah. Then he comes back. Like two weeks later. Two weeks later. To save Kenny Omega. Because Kenny's in the, in a match, Kenny wins. Blackpool comes down to attack him. Brian comes out, and then like he he gets Blackpool to get off the ring apron. Blah blah, you know, don't attack him. Yada yada, and then he hits Kenny with the the flying knee. They all get in there and start beating him up. Right? Yeah. He locks in the LaBelle lock, and he everybody lock. and you you see Claudio trying to find a good position to yeah. attack Kenny. He throws one kick to Kenny's head, and then it's like, no, this isn't good. Kenny can't do anything here. And kind of then moves to his feet, and you've got right. the th- uh, three other members. you got Claudio. Uh, um, anyways, it Claudio, Moxley, sense. and the other guy that I'm blanking on his name. Wheeler, Yuda. Yeah, Yuda. They're trying to find places to do it. Yeah. Moxley's on his free side, so he's got free reign mm-hmm. to just sit there and kick. Everybody else was kind of like, I don't know where to go. Brian Danielson's taking up so much space with this submission maneuver. It just seemed to come out of nowhere with it. Yes, we know that that Danielson is part of BCC. Yes, okay, fine. But it made no sense. You have him cut this promo of him leaving. Realistically, he should have come back, cut a promo, Cut, have him cut a baby face promo. You know, he comes back and he says, you know, I got home. I got some time to, to spend with my wife and kids. 
you know, and I got to thinking about, I don't, this isn't how I want to leave. This mm-hmm. isn't, I don't want my mark to be you know, the mark that I leave on wrestling. The last thing you people to see is me crying and whining for losing a match. You know, he goes into that, right? Yeah. Then, you know, you have Kenny come out and you can have Kenny be a little bit of an asshole, a little bit of a prick to him. Kenny's still kind of a face at the moment. Um, but you can have that happen, right? And then Danielson, you know, walks away. I'm not fighting you, Kenny. Uh, it's just not happening, right? And he leaves. Yeah. Then maybe the next week or something, you have Blackpool attack Kenny, and Danielson just kind of backs him off. He doesn't get involved, but he backs him off. And then the next week, make, make it like a three-week thing, right? Yeah. Then Blackpool attacks him. Danielson comes down and attacks with them. Then you have him cut a promo about how, yeah, you know what? I did attack Kenny because I got to thinking about it. Nobody reached out to me after, you know, I had that crisis except for these three guys. Kenny didn't. Fans didn't. Of course fans did. But you, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, he, he, he goes into the kayfabe world there of nobody reached out to find out if I was okay. No one reached out to see you know, where my mental health was. But these three guys stood by, they had my back, you know, trained in, uh, you know, forged in fire, trained in blood, whatever their saying is. Um, so, yeah, I joined them. Or I joined back with them, or, mm-hmm. you know, however you want to put it there. And now, okay, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. This made no sense. Uh, speaking of Blackpool Combat Club and attacking people, Blackpool Combat Club attacks uh, Hangman and... Don Callis in a backstage segment. Callis was unaware that there was a lighting rig behind him. So when he takes the bump, which was a a punch or elbow or something, and he turns and he falls, he hit his head on the lighting rig and really messed himself up. Really busted open. Uh, According to something I saw, the doctor told him he could see all the way to the bone. Uh, so he really got himself. He is home, you know. Yeah, got it. Got stitches. He's home, recovering from that. I would expect that we'll see him next week. Yeah, probably. Uh, you know, unless he has a concussion, he's going to be back on TV. He's going to be doing Don Callis things. So nobody really cares. But that being said, I don't wish ill or injury no, to these Don performers. Callis, Don Callis is a fantastic heel. Yeah, he really is. He he makes you hate him, and that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Um, that's really as far as AEW is concerned, the big pops. Now, we had Super Card of Honor. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was Friday, I believe. Was it Friday or Thursday? Thur- it was Thursday. Thur- no, it was Friday because it was the same time that the uh, Hall of Fame was going on. This Hall of Fame was happening while that was happening, I think. I thought Rampage was, it doesn't matter. Um, it doesn't matter. Either way, it was either Thursday or Friday. Uh, Claudio retained over... Eddie Kingston for the the main belt. The Lucha Brothers win the the vacant ROH titles mm-hmm. uh, in a match that. So we need to talk about AEW for a minute. <laughs> we need to talk about AEW ROH as a whole for a minute. So for a show that we were not going to talk about AEW, right. we're talking a well, lot about AEW, but yeah. <laughs> but there's a reason. Yeah, they need to stop. I get that high spots and things like that look cool. 
these guys are out here for the most part. If you if you look at AEW's and ROH's roster, the greatest majority of them are. I hesitate to say nobodies because that's not what they are. But outside of They're the internet up wrestling, up and comers outside of the internet wrestling community, the majority of the people on the AEW and ROH roster, nobody knows. You know the 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 average wrestling fan. Right, not the one that follows Squared Circle on Reddit and you know follows all these wrestlers on Twitter and things of that nature. They don't really know who these people are. Maybe they've caught a match here and there. Maybe mm-hmm. they've done something. But again, the the Lucha Brothers are not a major name outside of Mexico and the internet. Yeah, pure and simple. I wish they were bigger, but hey, they've never been in WWE, and unfortunately. That's kind of the world we live in. Yeah. So, in this match, there is a ladder that is set up across the top rope and across to a ladder that's set up in the middle of the ring. Penta grabs Dante Martin and does a Canadian Destroyer off of said horizontal ladder through a double stack of tables. To the floor. To the floor. The spot looked cool. Can't even lie. However, Dante Martin landed on his foot, his leg up and down, and his body landed 90 degrees from that. It snapped his shin. Mm. Um, If anybody is old like me and remembers when Sid jumped off the top rope and landed in the ring and snapped his shin. Yeah. That is what Dante Martin's leg looked like. So he was going to be, he is going to be out for quite some time with that. Cause yeah. that looked like a massive injury. Okay. I mean, yeah, it, he broke his leg. Yeah. And not like a crack break. Right. He broke it. <laughs> so this is just one in a line of injuries coming out of AEW. Mm-hmm. Dan, Don Callis, that one was a fluke, right? Yeah, that like, one was I'm a fluke. Gonna, I, that, I don't I'm think that gonna, should be included I'm in this conversation. I'm not going to include that on a list, but, you know, at least as a list as far as what's going on, you know. Mm-hmm. But look back over the last, what, four years of AEW? Yeah. Look at the amount of serious injuries that people have suffered. Like go back where Sammy threw the chair and hit Matt, uh, Matt Hardy right in the center of the forehead. Yep. Busted him come wide open, gave him concussion. a concussion and they continued the match and they continued the match. Then and you have when Matt was a uh, power bomb, was it a power bomb off the scissor lift and bounced his head off the concrete and the match continued. Mm hmm. There have been several instances of, you know, torn muscles, dislocations, all of this kind of stuff that have happened because of the style that is being worked. Yep. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'm I'm guilty, I guess, because I like those high spot things. That they look cool. They they really stand out. But. Come on, guys. Like, don't kill yourself 
because you you think doing a 1080 to the concrete is going to look cool. Well, I mean, you you're know. just an old fogey. Wrestling has passed you by. I guess this so. is the wave of the future. Shut up, old. No, right. no, I agree I mean, with you hundred <laughs> percent. Like, and and that's what people are saying. But I want to be able to watch Dante Martin in ten years. Yeah, and see, my God, what can this man do? Because just watching him now is what? What is he? A 24 year old, twenty three years old. Right. What What's he going to be able to do once he has actual experience under yeah. his belt? I mean. Look at all of the, and it's it's sad, but you look at all the guys in WWE that over the years have been in the ring for 10, 15 years, 20 years, you know, Undertaker, about 30 years, you know, that kind of stuff. And they, they made the career out of wrestling. They wrestled yeah. forever. To the point where a lot of times we were sitting there like, go home, old man. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be out here like Ric Flair. A lot of these guys, I don't think the guys in AEW that are the really young ones that are ju- the, the up-and-comers, the new, yeah. the next generation of stars, they're not going to be here in that many years. They're going to be so beat up and broken that they're not going to be able to physically do it. Wrestling is cyclical. And we had come out of the era where they're destroying their bodies, whether it's in the ring or with drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. And now we were in an era where it was relatively, you know, like it was yes, safer. They're they're throwing their bodies around. It's never safe, but it was not. It as was safer. Bad. And now we've gotten to this era, especially with AEW. Where they are like, well, I'm just going to do stupid stuff to get a pop from the crowd in a match that I'm going to lose. Yeah. And that nobody's really watching. Mm-hmm. Look, Nobody... I'm sorry. I am sorry, but nobody's watching Card of Honor. Yeah. And not only that, even the ones that did. Nobody's going back to watch that match in 20 years. Mm. It's just not happening. You know, I'll go back and watch Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair. Somebody I, somebody sent me the, the final segment of that match the other day. Mm-hmm. You know, just, man, like, it still hits hard. And yeah. even, even though, it, like, my reply was, man, I wish Flair had stayed retired. Because that was right. just. That was perfect. It was a beautiful ending and to see the emotion on Flair's face him him taking the super kick yeah but there are there are so many matches in the history of WWE right now mm-hmm. and even back into like NWA like we're talking back into the 70s right yeah that I'll go back and watch there are so many promos from those eras that I will go back and watch bro hard times daddy hard times uh the cold-blooded sausage maker mm-hmm. the cream rises to the top I mean, there are countless ones. Yeah. All of that said, in the past five years of AEW, there isn't a single match or promo that I can think of off the top of my head that is something that I think, man, I really want to go watch that match again. Yeah. No matter, even with all the high spots and all the pop spots and all the, oh my God, they really did that spots. There are so many, there are just, there's nothing that I want to go rewatch. 
WWE is great at storytelling and they understand that that's what they're doing. Not only are they telling the larger story of the program, Mm -hmm. but each match is its own story in that story. Yeah. And speaking of stories, Mm -hmm. let's move over to WWE. Yeah. Sounds good. And and we'll talk about the build to WrestleMania night one, Mm -hmm. which fantastic. Yeah. B plus for sure. There was only only one match that I can really think of that kind of brought it down. Yeah. All right, so we'll talk about Monday Night Raw. Becky Lynch defeats Io Sky via pinfall. Seth Rollins defeats Mustafa Ali via pinfall. Brock Lesnar and Omos were set to take part in a WrestleMania weigh-in. Omos weighed in at 410 pounds. Lesnar didn't bother to weigh in. He just came out and attacked. And Omos still gets the, the upper hand. Because Lesnar's beating Omos tonight at WrestleMania. Yes. We have the Street Profits, Braun Strowman, and Ricochet defeating the Viking Raiders Alpha Academy via pinfall. Austin Theory had a promo that he did before the show started. That was kind of interesting, but meh. Rey Mysterio defeats Damian Priest via disqualification after Dom interferes in the match. Of course he does. And then we have Gunther defeating Dolph Ziggler via pinfall. Also during the show, the the main event of the show was Cody Rhodes, Solo Sokoa. And Cody defeated Solo. Because, of course, he did. Yeah, he solo his very first WWE loss. His first WWE loss. Not a big show as far as things happening, but it's continuing to push that story. Mm-hmm. Cody has been telling the bloodline. Yeah. You're not going to win this one. I, I need this. Mm-hmm. You don't want this enough anymore. I need this. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it also... It, goes along with him telling Solo for the past couple of weeks, yeah. you're not ready. Yeah, that was going to be my next point. Is yeah. He's told Solo, you're not ready. You're good, kid, but you're not ready. And I'm going to st- take a step back here for a second. A year ago, I was saying I don't buy Cody Rhodes as WWE champion. We both were. Six months ago, I don't buy Cody Rhodes as WWE champion. Since he's come back at the Rumble... The work that he has put in, the promos that he has cut. I'm sorry, Cody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The AEW and me and a buddy of mine, Carl and Nick, we were talking about this last night mm-hmm. while we were watching Mania Night One. Cody Rhodes, the character, does not fit AEW. It's why everybody that was a fan of AEW wanted him to be a heel. That Cody Rhodes character, that that Prince of Wrestling character, mm-hmm. is tailor-made for WWE. Which is, to be fair, that's Cody's understanding of wrestling. Exactly, exactly. I know that he went out and did everything yeah, sure, outside. Yeah, sure, But he learned his craft in WWE. Because that character in AEW was disingenuous. Mm-hmm. It came off wrong. 
That's why people were talking about Cody Island. Everything that was happening in Cody's sphere of wrestling had nothing to do with the rest of AEW. Mm-hmm. In WWE, that character comes off as a perfect fit. Yes. So, I said, I never saw Cody as anything above a mid-carder. The original Cody Rhodes in WWE, the Cody Rhodes in AEW, I never saw him as anything above a mid-carder. This Cody Rhodes came back at the wrong... Well, you can even go back and say, the Cody Rhodes that beat Seth Rollins at Hell in a Cell. Mm Mm-hmm to coming back at the Rumble and the build to Mania, that Cody Rhodes is a star. That Cody Rhodes is a generational heavyweight champion, period. Could even say that he is stardust. Ah. (laughs) So that was Monday Night Raw. You want to talk about SmackDown? Yeah. Going into SmackDown, the Usos kicked off the show. Uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens came in, interrupted them. They had a promo talking about how... uh, Kevin Owens and Sammy said they respected the Usos. Or Kevin Owens said he respected the Usos. Um, the Usos cut a, talked about how blood's thicker than than anything. Sammy said, I beg to differ. Loyalty's more important. Uh, which Jay then said, what do you know about loyalty? Led to Sammy talking about, I was, the only, I was loyal to y'all from day one. Y'all were the ones that weren't loyal to me. Y'all are the ones that decided you want to follow Roman instead of being loyal to me after I was loyal to y'all. Ends up with the fact that, you know, this match at Mania is going to be a make or break. Mm-hmm. We then had a fatal four-way match of Ricochet versus Chad Gable versus Montez Ford versus Eric, where Ricochet wins. Got a backstage segment of the Bloodline uh, video package for Charlotte and uh, Rhea. Under the Giant Battle Royal kicks off. All the uh, the people join in. Bobby Lashley wins that. We've got a fatal four-way match of Natalia versus Shayna Baszler versus Raquel versus Sonya Deville, where Raquel wins. Uh, Rey Mysterio has a backstage segment with Legato Del Fantasma. He thanks him for, you know, having his back, for, you know, showing up. Then uh, gives everybody a shirt. Which they they turn it they open it with the graphic facing away from the camera and then yeah. they turn them around and it's the LWO the Latino World Order from way back in WCW days. Uh, we then had a tag match: Drew McIntyre and Sheamus versus Imperium. Drew McIntyre and Sheamus win. Main event was Cody. He comes out. He cuts a promo on the you know his road to WrestleMania. What's been going on? And the fact that he will be the WWE champion, the undisputed champion at the end of the night uh, yeah. of WrestleMania 2. Roman comes out. Him and Heyman, they say they just really don't care that, you know, it's not Cody's time. It's still Roman's time. Tough. Uh, and then he looks at Cody and just says, you know, at Mania, you will acknowledge me. And that's how SmackDown goes all the year. Uh, let's hit up some of the highlights from the Hall of Fame ceremony. Uh, we start off with Stacy Keebler, who mm-hmm. was inducted by Mick Foley and Tori Wilson. Stacy talked about the fact that she started as a fan. Mm-hmm. 
she entered the uh, Nitro Girls contest because she wanted to meet Bret Hart. Yeah. Never thought that she would win. Never thought that she would have a career in professional wrestling. (laughs) And yet here she is in the WWE Hall of Fame. Some cool notes there is Mick got a bunch of chants from the crowd saying Foley, 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 that kind of stuff. He said, it's not about me tonight. Yeah. It's about these women. Props to Mick Foley. Yeah, absolutely. Super props to Mick Foley. Stand-up guy as opposed to some other professional wrestlers from that time period, which we have yet to talk about today. Yeah, which we'll mention in a few uh, minutes. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, so we, you know, we have Tori and Mick co-inducting Stacy. We get Andy Kaufman. Of course, Jerry Lawler was not able to be there after suffering from his stroke. He did send in a video message yep. introducing Jimmy Hart, who then took over the induction of Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman's family came up, said that he would have loved to be part of yeah. the Hall of Fame. Um, of course, we did have kind of a running joke on if Andy Kaufman was going to show, ex- up. show up and accept, because you know, the whole thing of, is, he, whole really thing is he really dead? dead. Yeah. Uh, it's been long enough that the joke's not funny anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's been long enough now that I think he would legit probably be dead. Yeah. He, he would probably be dead or he would have come out. And yeah. cause at this point, it's just not funny anymore. Mm-hmm. It, it wouldn't be funny. True. So, uh, then we move to the great Muda. Yep. He comes out. Ric Flair does his induction. Muda comes out, says he can't, you know, he's not very good at speaking English, says thank you to the fans, and then spits green mist. Yeah. Asuka's uh, like fangirling like crazy yes. during the whole thing. Yes. Amazing. Absolutely deserved. If you don't know Muda, Go look him up. Yeah. Because I, I know he doesn't have a whole lot uh, recent, like, yeah, American stuff. Recent, and there's very little American stuff. but Yeah, you know, some WCW stuff, but go look him up. Dude is an absolute legend. Mm-hmm. We induct Tim White. Yeah, he was the um, Warrior Award, I believe. Yeah. Which, uh, I believe... He was, the, he was a ref. He died. He, yeah, he was a ref. Last year... Yeah, somewhere in that. End of last year, something like that. Um, but yeah, Ron Simmons and JBL gave the induction speech for Tim White. And then we moved to our headliner. Mm-hmm. And our headliner was, of course, Rey Mysterio. Yep. One absolutely deserves this. Mm-hmm. Conan inducted him. Conan inducts him. I hate this part, though. They brought kayfabe into the ceremony. Yeah. And I never want to see kayfabe in the Hall of Fame again. Yeah, because when Conan Conan comes down to the ring, he starts, you know, he gives his speech. Then he announces Ray. Ray walks down to the ring, gets in the ring. uh, Well, the the, quote-unquote, the stage. Mm. It's the ring without one of the ropes on it. Yeah. Um. As soon as he starts, the camera pans up to the stage where all the wrestlers are, and Dom, Rhea, and Priest all stand up and walk to the back. Um, 
which Ray then reacts to, obviously. Then he carries on with his yeah. his uh, his induction. I hate this for a couple of reasons. One, I hate bringing the kayfabe into Hall of Fame. It it doesn't need to be there. Uh, and two, there's a shot out there from the camera that's on the stage mm-hmm. that catches Dominic's face as he's walking off the stage into the back, and it is obvious that he is on the verge of crying. The dude's in WWE with his dad, something that almost nobody gets to do. He's getting to watch his dad be inducted into the Hall of Fame. And because of a story, he can't watch it with his own eyes. He has to go in the back and basically watch it on a monitor. Yeah. Storyline-wise, I have no issues with the story. Like I have issues with the story beats of the story, but I have no issue telling the story they're telling. Mm-hmm. The Hall of Fame was not the place for it. Yeah, leave it out of the Hall of Fame. Leave it out of the Hall of Fame. Like, I he, was terrified that Dominic we were... should have been down in the crowd with yeah. Angie and is it Aaliyah? Is that Aaliyah? Yeah, he he should have been with his family celebrating his dad because there's there's no question in my mind that Dominic loves his dad. Oh yeah, for sure, and admires his dad, and. To deprive him of the ability to celebrate that with his family because of a dumb story yep. is I, wrong. I was afraid that they were going to even do more, right? Like, I was, I'm glad they set up the match on SmackDown a couple of weeks ago because I was afraid that they were yep. going to set up the match at Hall of Fame. Um, and that would have been even worse. But, you know, here we go. Uh, all right. Yeah, that was pretty much the Hall of Fame. That was the Hall of Fame. That, I mean, there's never really anything big that comes out of the Hall of Fame. A couple of years ago, Bret Hart got punched. Yeah. And the guy that did it got laid yes. out by Cat. Uh, um, yeah, Cash. Yeah. Now Cash. What, yeah. Was it Dash or something? Uh, yeah, Dash. We, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. whatever. Yeah, he just got laid out. This is one of the best punches I think I've ever seen. <laughs> so, you know, you mentioned Mick Foley and you mentioned people from that era. Before we go into WrestleMania, of course, it's WrestleMania week, right? So mm-hmm. there's a ton of things going on. Well, WrestleCon was going on, mm-hmm. right? And at WrestleCon, one of the one of the people that was there was Rick Steiner, you know, the dog faced gremlin, right? Of course, I mean he's going to be there. He's going to make some money, sign some yeah. autographs. Not going to cause any issues. Not going well, hold to hold on on that part. Uh, uh, what? So, Giselle Shaw, who is a wrestler for Impact, so she is transgender. Mm-hmm. She shows up at WrestleCon because she's a wrestler, and Rick Steiner proceeds to call her filth, a man, human garbage. And that she needed to go away and get away from respectable people. Props to WrestleCon and props to Impact. Mm-hmm. Because they handled that situation. Uh, he also referred to one of the referees at Impact as a... Uh, I'm not going to say the word, but the F slur for a gay person. Um, Could also... Has also been used to refer to cigarettes if you're English. English. Yeah. So, WrestleCon told him to leave, do not come back under any circumstances. Mm. The Impact 
locker room rallied behind Shaw. It was a little disheartening, though, that several of the legends that were with Rick didn't say anything. Yeah, they were in the surrounding area. And I don't, as far as I know, they haven't been named as who, who was there. Yeah, there hadn't been names released, but they didn't say anything. But they all, you know, according to Giselle, they all kind of turned their head. Yeah. And, you know, look, don't treat people bad. Yeah. Just exactly. don't. It's not a hard concept. It's, it's not. not a hard concept. Let even people live you, their lives. Even if you have a problem with the way that they live their lives, go educate yourself. But keep that to yourself. I mean, according to my mom, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. There you go. Simple. It's not hard. You know, Jer- It is not hard. Jericho released a statement, which if Jericho is coming down on you about a as much as I don't like the fact that this is a political issue. Yes. You have really done something wrong because Jericho is very conservative, very right wing, donated money to Trump's campaign. His wife was mixed up a little bit with the January 6th stuff. You know, Jericho came out and called Rick Steiner, told him to F off or go F himself rather. Uh, All right. So to quote Chris Jericho, don't even worry about this. Rick Steiner has always been a bully, and he's gotten away with so much because he is a Steiner. Makes me laugh because I fell for the same shit when he bullied me. Eddie, Chris, Oscar, Hoovy, etc. at World War III in 1997. So one, the list of people that he's bullied. Mm-hmm. I got your, I got your back, Giselle. And if Rick has an issue with this, I'd love to discuss it with him anytime. It's 2023, dude. Grow the F up. Yeah. And just to to go through, Chris Jericho is the me. Eddie Guerrero is the Eddie. Chris. I assume that's Chris Benoit. I'm going to say Benoit, but regardless, at the time. At the time, though. Fair enough, yeah. Oscar is Ray. Yep. And Hoovy is Juventud Guerrero. There's a lot of commonality in that list, isn't there? There is. Like, just don't. Yeah. It's it's not hard to, if you have a problem with somebody, regardless of what the problem is, a personality issue up to the bigger stuff. Just ignore them. Yeah, and the thing is, WrestleCon is a huge convention. Yeah. Right? Giselle Shaw did not go up to Rick Steiner as a, oh my God, I'm a huge fan, blah, blah, blah. Rick Steiner took it upon himself to talk to her that way. To yell at her as she was walking through the area where his booth was set up. Yes. How many transgender fans of Rick Steiner, of the Steiner brothers, just had their hearts broken. Yeah. How many wrestling fans just had their hearts broken? Yeah. And the thing is, like, you look at that and you go, you can look at that group of people, that that older, and when I say that, let me me clarify real quick, the, the older generation of wrestlers, right? And you look at things like, like, listen to Darren Young talk, right? Mm -hmm. Openly gay dude, right? And he talks about the fact that 
it took him a long time to be comfortable enough to come out because he was terrified. Yeah. Um, Sonya Deville talks about it a little bit about how she wanted to keep, she kept her personal life completely separate because of things like that. Tegan Knox, same way. Yeah. Dakota Kai, same way. You know, all of these that are in that LGBTQ, uh, Indy Hartwell, Indy Hartwell, you know, in that group, NXT women's champion, NXT Indy Hartwell. women's champion, Indy Hartwell, even. So, yeah. so yeah, uh, to, to to quote a Chris Jericho GFY Rick Steiner, uh, and that what is good? Yeah, yeah, GFY. Yeah, um, he, you he, know he specifically said grow the f up, right? But, but well, I'm talking about that's Jericho's thing that he tells people to do on on shows. But yeah, um, yeah. get bent. Yep. Should we talk about WrestleMania? Fun let's talk stuff. about WrestleMania. Let's, 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 let's bring some joy stuff. back. Let's end on the fun stuff. All right. So we start out with the United States Championship. Oh, we were going to talk about fun stuff. <sighs> we, we're going to go in order. It okay. gets fun. It gets fun. Yes. After this match. Yes. <laughs> the United States Championship. John Cena versus Austin Theory. These guys have a match. Theory wins after distracting the ref and hitting Cena with a low blow. See, I liked your your first take. These guys had a match. <laughs> Moving on. Because, well, good Lord, this was terrible. Um, like, I get the idea. Let's get the crowd pumped and rocking with John Cena in the opening match. And then this was trash. Yeah. Cena was absolutely phoning it in. Mm-hmm. The ending was bad. And it just, to me, it just proves what Cena said on Raw a couple of weeks ago where he said, what do you get out of this match? If you beat me, you beat a an old John Cena. Congratulations. Now you have to prove that you are still deserving of it. And if you lose... You lost to an old John Cena, you know, and he's right. Theory is not going to get anything out of this match. They were trying to give Theory the rub because the thing of the matter is, is Theory's not getting over. Mm -mm. You want to give Theory the rub? The way Theory would have gotten the rub here wouldn't have been as a ref bump low blow. It would have been a kick out of three uh, three AAs. Mm -hmm. It would have been guts through an STF. Um. That would have gotten yeah. theory over. Yeah. This did not. And I, I still don't think it would have gotten theory over because I think theory. Well, it would have at least given something. I, I think theory is one of those guys. He's never going to get over. That doesn't matter how good he is. Doesn't matter that he has the it factor. As far as other wrestlers have said, he's unlikable. The only thing theory when he was in the way was all right mm-hmm. when he was the dumb son in, yeah. in that weird family, right? That worked. This theory, whether it's selfie theory, whether it's a uh, badass theory, whether whatever you want to call him right now, does not work, period. It just, he, he doesn't connect with the crowd. And not at all. Heel or face... Ain't gonna work. You have to He's connect to the crowd. Dude isn't likable. Uh, moving on, we move into the men's showcase match. This was killer. 
Braun Strowman and Ricochet versus the Street Profits versus Alpha Academy versus the Viking Raiders. This match was killer. This should have been your opening match. I like what CBS says here. The idea of a showcase match seemed like a total throwaway, but the superstars involved exceeded expectations by a mile. These eight guys... These guys were personally insulted that they were not in a larger program for WrestleMania, and they went out there and said, we're going to steal the show. Mm -hmm. Good luck to whoever comes after us. Now, unfortunate for them, the people that follow them. Yeah, the rest of the (laughs) show was really good, too. But, like, these eight guys, I think they felt some kind of way about it. Because this match had no right to be as good as it was. Yeah. Street Profits win, uh, which, awesome. You know, those two they, deserve everything. They continue to build Tez. And Tez is in a holding pattern because they just don't have anywhere for him right now. Mm-hmm. After Mania with Roman, because, look, I'm calling it right now. Yeah. Roman's losing. He's got to. With Roman losing, that's going to open up some spots. And Tez is going to move up. Tez is going to be a singles champion before the end of the year. Before WrestleMania next year, I think Tez has a singles championship. I could see that. Um, in in five years, I could see Tez in the top of the top card. Mm-hmm. And I could even see Dawkins in the top of the mid card. Yeah. Dawkins has really stepped up. Because oh, yeah. when it was original, first thing... It was like Dawkins is there and he's good, but mm-hmm. this is Tez's launch vehicle. Yeah. And Dawkins is like, and he'll get oh, lost, no. But that no. ain't how it is now. <laughs> Dawkins is like, look, you're right. Tez, Tez is it. Yeah. But, but he ain't going to let you leave me but behind. I'm not a slouch. Right. <laughs> so I love me some Street Profits. This match was amazing. Mm-hmm. Really showcased what your tag team division can do. Absolutely. And now that, spoilers. Now that the bloodline doesn't have a stranglehold on those belts, I think we might can see some some good tag stuff coming out of this. Yeah, yeah, I really do. Uh, moving on to the next match, uh, Seth Rollins, Logan Paul had a match. It was uh, what it was. <laughs> it served its purpose. There was one really cool spot that yeah. I liked where uh, the prime bottle mascot mm. – Got involved, and it's a dude named KSI, who's a YouTuber, apparently. No idea who he is. Rollins got put on the announce table because Logan was going to do a splash from the turnbuckle. And right before Logan jumped, Rollins pulled KSI onto the table and rolled off. So Logan splashed him. I thought that was a cool spot. Yeah. Seth Rollins wins, as it should be. Moving on. Yeah. Becky Lynch, Lita, Trish Stratus versus Damage Control. Very good match. Great um, intro for... Great intro. I the, loved the intro for the faces. Yeah. They very, do like a comic book uh, style thing. Very Sin City uh, yeah, and then, comic booky. So they, they do the, the pre-recorded thing. Sin City-esque. Yeah. So that you understand that it's black and white with some color thrown in there. And then... When Lita's music hits, they have a black and white camera. Yeah. And so it's just them coming out black and white. Becky comes out, and then the color comes in as they're holding up the titles, and Trish is doing her little point-to-the-air thing that she does. 
good match. Yeah. Um, you can tell, and, and th- I don't mean this in any kind of knock in any sort of way. No. You can tell that Trish and Lita are, are missing some steps. I mean, they haven't wrestled in forever. Uh, other I mean, than like throwaway women's Royal Rumble matches and things like that. It's It's been about 15 years since they were full time. Right. So you can tell that, that they haven't been wrestling. All of that said, they still put on a fantastic match. Faces win. Of course, you you, you have to there. Uh, yeah. The, the legends aren't losing, period. So, yeah. I, I thought it was worth It was a good match. 15 It could years. have been a lot worse. 15 years since they were full-time. I yes. remember when both of them retired like it was yesterday. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm getting old, Jason. Yes, you are. I'm getting old. Welcome to the club. I'm going to be over here crying in the corner. <laughs> I'll let you finish the podcast. No. <laughs> yeah, no, great, great showing from all of them. Like you said, you can tell that Lita and Stratus have lost a step, but that's okay because it has been that long yeah. since they wrestled full time. And it was still a great match. It was still a great match. It told the story they need to tell. The faces get the win, as they should have. Mm-hmm. The heels needed this loss. Even though they've had a string of losses, they needed to lose. And I kind of need EO and Dakota to spin away from Bailey. Yeah. And do their own thing. Because Bailey's, they're too good to be held under Bailey. Bailey's character has now become stale. The 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 ding dong hello Bailey. It needs some more. It needs a reinvention. Yeah, Bailey's hugger character had gotten stale when she became the heel, and it was this breath of fresh air really made people appreciate Bailey. This character is now getting stale. Yeah, and it needs a change. Uh, moving on, Ray Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio. So Ray comes. Uh, the The entrances were great. Mm-hmm. I loved the entrances. Dominic has like a a pre-tape and, and a prison. And then when he comes out, he is surrounded by police. <laughs> so the pre-tape from the prison, they put handcuffs on him. Yeah. Walk him from a cell to a van, slide the door shut in the van. The van pulls into the arena. They open the door. A bunch of cops get out and he gets out still in handcuffs. Yeah. And they walk towards the ring and they unhandcuff him. Amazing. Yep. Now we talk about Ray's entrance. Ray's entrance starts off with Eddie Guerrero's music. No, it doesn't. What well, I thought it was. No, it starts off with Ain't Nothing But a G Thing. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? As yeah. Snoop Dogg That's drives Ray into the arena in a low rider. Yes. And as they come in, as soon as like the in the back while the car's driving down the hall, it's I think it's Ain't Nothing But a G Thing. It's one of Snoop's songs. And then as the car makes its entrance into the arena, it hits Eddie's music. That's right. And yeah. then as the car comes to a stop, Ray gets out, Ray's music starts to hit, and he runs up these massive set of steps yes. to get to the top of the stage um, to do his entrance and come down. His mask was an homage to Muda's mask as well. Mm-hmm. So we have this. Oh, match. we didn't mention that, uh, that Dominic was wearing one of Ray's masks. 
Yeah, Dominic was wearing one of Ray's mask when he when he got there. Um, we have this match. Match was great. Mm-hmm. You have about three quarters of the way through the match. Uh, Judgment Day shows up mm-hmm. minus Rhea Ripley. So just Finn and Priest come down. They start getting involved. At one point, Finn gets up on the ropes, which causes a ref distraction. Um, Dominic, at one point, goes out and gets in his mom's face. She slaps him. Disqualification. Right. Dominic wins. No. <laughs> he grabs Aaliyah's drink, takes a sip of it, and throws it in her face. Priest puts a... Uh, folded up jacket that he was wearing in the corner. Finn causes another distraction. Dominic goes over to get to the jacket and pulls out a chain. You you skip some parts. Okay. They do that. As soon as uh, Judgment Day gets starts to get involved, here comes Legato Del Fantasma yeah, that's in right. their LWO shirts. That's right. They, they come down... Come down they take out Finn, Finn and, Priest. and Priest. Dominic pulls out the chain that Priest had set up for him. Yeah. Bad Bunny, who was on the Spanish announce table for the match, runs up, pulls the chain out of Dom's hand. Yep. And Which Dom's looks- staring at him like, what? Ray comes up, hits him from with the kick from behind, so he's strung up on the ropes. Bam, 619, one, two, three, you yep. know. And gets to win. So Ray gets to win. As, as he and he needed he needed this. I, I don't mind Ray losing to Dom. There is but, a, there was one spot in there where Dom gets kind of hung up on the second rope. And Ray walks up behind him and takes his belt off mm-hmm. and just wears Dominic out with the belt, <laughs> which I kind of chuckled. Yeah. You know. Well, Dom's whole character right now is a petulant child. Yes. He is. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. And we could have a whole discussion on whether spanking is mm-hmm. appropriate when you are raising children or not. This is a forum where yeah. Ray spanking Dom. Yes. Is funny. Yes. But yeah, that was the match. Afterwards, <laughs> afterwards, Ray celebrates in the ring with Legado del Fantasma, and. According to No DQ, he's Ray is also celebrating with his daughter wife. Yes. Or wife daughter. His wife daughter. Uh, uh, because instead of using the word and Yeah, they used the slash. They used the slash. He was celebrating with his wife and daughter. Yeah, Ray is not from Alabama. I was like, I read that. I was just like, ooh. Yeah, that didn't work. <laughs> So, yeah, great match, a great ca- capstone on the story. Of course, yeah. we realize this story is going to continue, going, but... and, and Dom is going to get a win over Ray, but I think at this point, now it's got to be Dom striving for Ray's respect yeah. and earning which Ray's respect, which will be a face turn. And, you know. I think we're going to go into that for the simple fact that Judgment Day, so Spoiler for a match. I think it's the next match. It is the next match. You want to go into so, that, and yeah. then we can come then back we can to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, SmackDown Women's Championship match: Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley. 
nothing super special for either of their entrances. Uh, Rhea got a lot of pyro, but it's WrestleMania. There's yeah. a whole lot more pyro going on. Match of the night. Oh, man. These ladies were pissed that they weren't the main event. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I get it, but they were pissed that they weren't the main oh, yeah. event. Oh, yeah. And they tore the house down. There's only one spot in this entire match that I thought looked bad as far as just a bad yeah. spot. And it was a spot where uh, Rhea runs up. Charlotte's on, on the top rope getting ready to do the moonsault. Rhea runs up to basically suplex her off. But you could very clearly see that Charlotte is doing just a mm-hmm. backflip. And that Rhea had barely even touched her yeah. when Charlotte started this perfect little backflip. I mean, mm-hmm. you yeah. can't fault the form of the backflip. It just didn't look good it didn't look to right. me. There was another spot where it looked like they were trying to redo that, where Rhea is going for a, a belly-to-back suplex, and it looked like Charlotte was going to try to backflip out of it, and she didn't quite get enough rotation. Mm-hmm. And she landed face first on the mat. Yeah. Like, looking at it, apparently she's fine. But looking at it during the match, like, as the match continued to go on from that, her nose was swollen. And she had a bright red, like, rug burn mark on the bridge of her nose where she hit. Because when I say she ate face first, like, normally they get their hands down or something like that. Charlotte's face hit the mat (laughs) first. Yeah. Then her body. Yeah. And, of course, we go through the match, and they each kick out of each other's finishers Mm -hmm. throughout. Eventually, Charlotte's going up for another moonsault attempt. Rhea runs up and slams her head into the top of the ring post. Yep. Basically knocks Charlotte out. Rhea climbs up, gets her in the riptide. It was an avalanche riptide. Yeah, and I think they called it something else, but it, it, it looked like a riptide to me. It, was, it was an avalanche riptide. Yeah. But it I, the second rope. They, they called it a whole different name. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It was a riptide. Avalanche riptide. One, two, three. Ray is the new champ. Ray is the new champ. Pyro goes off. I hate the way Charlotte sold this. Yeah, she was And it could have been like, that she was just in so much pain that she didn't know what to so, do. Or what, but she rolls out of the ring almost immediately and is just sitting there with a camera on her. I know they went for the one shot with Rhea standing in the ring Mm -hmm. over Charlotte outside the ring, holding the belt up. I'm no problem with that shot. Then the rest of the celebration, which went on for five Mm -hmm. or ten minutes, is Charlotte just kind of sitting there with this weird, mad smile laugh on her face. Which, Which I think... On further reflection, I feel like that might be a Charlotte knew that they just stole the show. So she was trying her best to look upset and mad that she lost. Mm -hmm. But the fact that they just put on that match, she could not hide that emotion. Yeah. Is kind of how I'm going to choose to look at it. Plus, the fact that her face probably hurt. <laughs> I, I would, I would, my argument to that would be, and maybe she just didn't think of this. If you're not able to show the appropriate emotion that you were supposed to get show, get away from the camera. Either get away from the camera or lay down. 
Yeah. Sell the avalanche riptide right. that you just took and just lay there face down. Yep. For a few minutes. So the the one the one quibble that I will have with this match and it has nothing to do with the match itself. There was no build. Mm. Other than Rhea choosing Charlotte because she won the Rumble because they have unfinished business. Rhea is a heel. Mm-hmm. An unequivocal heel. Mm-hmm. Rhea was getting all of the face chance at Mania. Charlotte was supposed to be the face here. And was getting all of the booze and the heel chance. Charlotte is always going to be a heel. At least in the eyes of the fans. Yeah. Yeah. WWE and Vince McMahon specifically have booked her in such a way that we as fans don't want to see her. Like, Mm -hmm. we don't want to see her in the ring. We have right. nothing against Ashley Flair. Mm-mm. But Charlotte Flair, yep. we don't want to see that character on our television. Not at all. And every time she comes back, they could mitigate this some. Mm-hmm. If they took her out of title picture for yeah. two, three, five years. Yeah. Take her out of, and, even a couple, even six months to a year uh, would be fine. I think, I think minimum two years. Take her out of the title picture and build her as a face. And just let her work with the rest of the roster. Yeah. One, your low to mid card women. Mm-hmm. Would gain a lot from working with her. Gain so much experience. Charlotte is an amazing and wrestler. She is. She gets it. She gets it. She's just been booked in such a way. And Roman suffered the same thing. Yeah. And the only thing that saved Roman Mm -hmm. from a similar fate is the fact that he got cancer. Yeah. And and I I don't say that lightly. Like, I know what that sounds like. Cancer, the true hero of that story. (laughs) But Joe having to come out and vacate the title because he had leukemia. And was not going to be able to perform right. for six months or whatever it was, but it's, as he went through treatment, yep. it reminded everybody that as much as we don't like him being shoved down our throats, one dude is super talented, yeah, and two he's a real human being, yeah. And then when he came back, he was a face for a little bit, and then we started building this bloodline thing. Yeah. Well, he came back. He was a face, and he was as over as anybody yeah. has ever been in the company. Mm-hmm. Because dude beat cancer to come back right. and be WWE champion. Yep. And then they did, rode that for a little while. He disappeared for a couple for some time early COVID, mm-hmm. and then he came back and built the bloodline. Yeah. Great story. Uh, let's talk about Judgment Day real quick. Okay. Because. Now that Rhea has won the women's championship, mm-hmm. the SmackDown women's SmackDown women's championship, does she remain with Judgment Day? And I would argue that unless they're going to move Judgment Day to SmackDown, I think they break up Judgment Day. I think it's time to break up Judgment and Day. Here, here, here's why, right? Dom just lost to Ray, mm-hmm. so you can tell that what you just talked about—the story of Dominic trying to regain his dad's respect. Okay. 
Priest hasn't been doing anything anyway. Yeah. Finn is going to fight Edge tonight in a steel cage. And he needs to lose. And he needs to lose. So, you have Finn losing. You have Priest spinning his wheels doing nothing. You have Dom losing, but having a, a pre-built story to go into. And you have Rhea now as the SmackDown Women's Champion on the other brand. I think Judgment Day is over. Yeah. After Mania, which is fine. Now you can move Rhea more. You can move Dom to SmackDown, right? If you want to continue that Dominic uh, Rhea thing while she's the champion, you want to continue a little bit with with Dom and Ray because Ray's on SmackDown, remember? Mm-hmm. So they move over there. Finn and Priest stay on Raw. Edge is probably done after Mania. For the most part, I think. For the most part, I think we might see him one or two more matches, but he kind of hinted last year that he's wrapping up. Yeah, when, so, when he when they were in Canada last year, I think he said he had like one more match in front of them. Yeah, he and so he's pretty much done. You can have Finn and Priest figure out what they're gonna do mm-hmm. on Raw and end Judgment Day as a whole. Yeah, so you I, you had Edge. Birth Judgment Day and how you had him have him kill it. Have him kill it. Um, so after the women's match, we had a, a segment with Miz and Snoop Dogg in the ring. Mm-hmm. They announced the attendance, uh, which was some inflated number that yeah, I'm 80, sure in six months, eighty something thousand nine hundred and sixty seven or something like that. I, I'm I'm sure that in you know three to six months when the actual numbers are less. released, it's going to be twenty thousand less. Yeah, but you know that's what WWE does. But we get the return of Pat McAfee. Yep. Who comes down. Which was funny because to, Nick Khan had said that McAfee wasn't planned yep. for WrestleMania weekend. They had no plans for him at all. Which I'm kind of like, why are you bringing his name up? Right. <laughs> Miz cuts a promo uh, with Snoop Dogg talking about how he had issued an open challenge and nobody wanted to face the Miz in L.A. at Mania. So he's doing this hosting thing. McAfee comes down is like, hey, you know, Miss, I didn't see any of your stuff on the Twitter, on the Instagram, on the Facebook. Uh, but I'll accept your challenge. Okay. I'm in my WrestleMania tank top. I'm here. I'm in my WrestleMania tank top. Let's do this. Let's do this. So Miz then, of course, well, you know, I'm just the host. I don't think I have the right to, you know, I can't book a match. And then Snoop Dogg steps in and goes, well, you know, as, as the dog father, <laughs> as, uh, you know, the, the host of WrestleMania, I mean, we got a ref right here. I think I got the authority to make this happen. Let's ring the bell, you know. So we have an impromptu match of Miz versus McAfee. It's a squash. Miz loses. Yeah. Um, One of the San Francisco 49ers. uh, George Kittle. Gets involved and does a pretty impressive clothesline. Like uh, right in front of the ref, and the ref doesn't DQ McAfee. It, it doesn't matter. Like this, this, this was, was just a vehicle, right? This this was a cool down yes. from what we just saw with Charlotte and Rhea, right? As we head into the main event. So after this, they show the video package of a, a video package that's built of the bloodline of Sammy and KO. Then after the video package. Little Uzi Vert comes out and does some rapping, which the crowd just panned. Like, he wasn't bad. I'm not a fan. I don't I don't really I don't know who it is. He wasn't right? hardy. He was not hardy. 
Like Hardy comes out, Hardy does his thing. Everybody hated it. Oh God, it was awful. It was awful. Little Uzi Vert comes out. He was okay. The problem here was they just showed the video package. Everybody's hyped for the main event. It's getting ready. It's fixing to go off. And then you have this, and that's not and, what people expected. And and it just didn't fit with the Usos and their thing. Right. Usos, and, and nothing against little, I, I don't know him. I've heard his, his body heard yada name, thing. I've heard the name. I don't know yeah. him as a, as a musician or anything I don't, like that, yeah. but it, it was fine. It just didn't, it was in the wrong spot. Yes. So then Usos music hits. And they come out. Because they came out first, didn't they? Yes. Yeah, they came out first, which is weird. Champions coming out first, but whatever. Sammy, Sammy's the star yeah. of the match. So they come out. KO's music hits. He comes out. He's standing on the top of the ramp. Sammy's music hits. And, like, there's a pause before Sammy actually comes out. And we were sitting there, and we were like, don't tell me they're going to have some kind of, like, solo attack Sammy backstage. Yeah. So the match is going to start with KO versus them and... You know, then Sammy's going to come out and make the hero save type thing. No, Sammy comes out. They're in an outside stadium. Mm -hmm. My God, at the pop that Sammy oh, Zayn yeah. got in an outside arena, you know. Yeah. Um, it blew up. If there was a roof, it would have gone. <laughs> so they come down. Sammy kicks off the match. This match was brutal. Yes. As you would expect. Like The, the only thing that I think took this match and, and it was not match of the night mm -hmm. is that it went a little too long. It did. I think it did go a little long. There was a, there were spots where you could have taken some things out. Mm -hmm. Well, um, there for a good 10 minutes of the match was just the Usos super kicking Sammy over yeah. and over, like double super kicks over and over single again. Super kick, double super kick, yeah. Uso splash, single super kick, double super kick, double super yeah. kick. Yeah. It, and it just, it, it got to a point. It's just like, okay, I can buy Sammy, like barely getting his shoulder up out yeah. of all this, but he shouldn't be able to walk. Right. He makes the hot tag to Kevin. Kevin comes in and cleans house. And I was scared to death mm -hmm. that Kevin was about to pick up a pin. Yep. And the Usos kicked out. I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. Um, because Sammy needed this. Sammy, was it Sammy or Kevin? I can't remember which one. One of them kicked out of the 1D. Sammy. Sammy. They kicked out yeah. of the 1D, which has never happened. They made a big announcement of that on the, uh, the commentators which, that I, has the anybody has never been kicked out of. The 1D is the 3D. It's the 3D. It's, it's yeah. the 3D. Has anybody ever kicked out of the 3D? That part I don't know. I thought about that. I didn't go look it up. Um... But I know no one has kicked out of the Uso version, right? The yeah. Um, the one and done. So, Sammy kicks out. The Usos are just like, what the hell? Yeah. Kevin gets tagged back in. Or, or Kevin gets in the ring. Both the Usos are in the ring. Sammy gets up. They shout at the Usos, let's just finish this. They go into the whole lockup and punches. Yeah. Um. Kevin throws Jimmy out of the ring. Jay ends up in the corner. Sammy hits him with a haluba kick. You get this callback to where, like, when uh, Kevin was leaned against Sammy at uh, yeah. Rumble, I think, wasn't it? No, it wasn't Rumble. Was it Rumble or maybe it was... Uh, Survivor Series? Somewhere in there, yes. Maybe it was Survivor Series. You get that callback of Jay leaning against Sammy. Sammy pushes him back in the corner, hits him with the Luva kick again. 
hits him with a third one, pins him. As he's pinning him, Jay come, Jimmy comes running in, and KO uh, stuns Jimmy. Jimmy yeah. falls out of the ring. One, two, three. Your new undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, to close out night one of WrestleMania. And this is their first time. Like, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn have been tied at the hip since wrestling, since they started wrestling 20 years ago. Yeah. I thought there was a really cool freight, uh, comment from Graves in here where it said something about Sammy did something and Cole said El Generico would be proud. <laughs> and Graves says, yeah, it's a good thing that guy retired. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's helping orphans down in Mexico. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, this is the first time these guys have held a tag team championship together. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is their first tag team champions, I think. Kevin's been tag team champion. Okay, has before. he? He was he was tag team and Sammy. I think Sammy has too. Because I, I thought Sammy was a tag champ with like either Cesaro or Shinsuke when they were doing that. Stuff. I don't think no. Cesaro and Shinsuke may have been tag team. Sammy was Intercontinental at the time. Mm. Uh, that is true. I know Kevin's been a tag champ because he was a tag champ with Jericho. I'm 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 going to pull it up. We're going to see. So, I'll look up Sammy. Okay. So we can see. Let's find his Wikipedia page because we all know that's where all the good info is. It's the easiest way to find info, guys. Let's see. Sammy Zane. Going here to his. Championships and accomplishments. PWG, Ring of Honor. WWE, NXT champion one time, Intercontinental champion three times. Raw tag team champion one time, current with Kevin Owens. So Sammy's yep. never had that belt. Yeah, now and same thing. Oh, wait, no, no. Oh, never mind, never mind. It's the same one. Yeah, same, same thing with, with Kevin. Uh, Raw tag team championship one time with Sammy. WWE SmackDown Tag Team Champion one time with Sammy. Wow, I could have sworn Kevin so, Owens was champion with Jericho. He was Universal Champion with Jericho. Because Jericho, he and Jericho were together, but he was Universal Champion. Gotcha. And okay. then he lost to Goldberg That's to right. set up That's right. that whole disaster. That's right. Uh, Yeah. These are their first. And, you know, so this, does that, for Kevin... What does that leave that I Kevin think that makes needs? him a Grand Slam champ? Yep, he is the 16th Grand Slam champion under the current format and 23rd overall. And the thing is, he also has an NXT championship under his belt too. Yeah, he's got NXT, Universal, Intercontinental, United States, Raw, SmackDown. So, yep. yeah, uh the only thing he hasn't held is the WWE championship. Right. Which you know, they, we don't they know consider that and the uh, universal the same for as far as Grand Slam is concerned. Yeah, so. uh, Sammy also has the NXT Championship. Yep, he was and one of the first. He's had the Intercontinental. I don't has he had the United States? I don't remember. No, he hadn't had the U.S. So you know, Sammy, and he hasn't had a, a major. Yeah, but yeah, Kevin is a Grand Slam champion and a Triple Crown champion. Yep. 
they had a uh, on the media scrum afterwards too. Uh, they thanked the Briscoe or Kevin Owens thanked the Briscoes. Yeah, he said, you know, there were some people that he needed to thank Jay and Mark Briscoe. You know, he says, you know, Jay just recently left us. Um, but if it wasn't for those two guys, me and Sammy wouldn't be where we are today. So I Which, thought that was really cool. Yeah, that is really cool to to shout out and and WWE letting them shout out the Briscoes. Um, so I mean, with that said, that was night one of Mania. Overall, I give that a B plus A minus. Uh, the only thing holding it back really was that John Cena, yeah, uh, Austin Theory match. Uh, you either that does better or isn't there, and this would have been as close to a perfect show as WWE's done in a long time. Yeah, and we'll see what happens tonight. Yeah, because um, we've got, I mean, we got Finn Balor versus Edge in the Hell in a Cell. We've got, of course, Cody versus Roman. We have Bianca versus Oscar. Uh, Oscar. We've got Omos versus Brock. We have the women's showcase tag match. Mm-hmm. So, it, this tonight's going to be an excellent night. Uh, really, I think the only match that I don't care about tonight Brock and Omos. Brock and Omos, and and it's because Brock's going to win. Yep. And Omos. I hate to say it, as big a, a, a as big of a guy as he is, they could have made him a special attraction, mm-hmm. and they've done a very poor job of yep. it. Exactly, and and he's he's done mm-hmm. as far as performance is done. He has lost to Lashley. Mm-hmm. He's about to lose to Lesnar. Yep. I don't buy him beating. Anybody else on the current roster, as far as Everybody. you know, the big big stars. Yep, exactly. So He's done. I guess with that said, we need to say thank you to mm-hmm. McNarb Gaming here in Goshen, Mississippi. Uh, thanks, Cameron. Thanks, Cameron. Uh, since you're the sole owner uh, of the show of the the store, uh, if you guys want anything nerd related, video or uh, board games, card games, miniatures, paints, D and D books, or any related are unrelated art tabletop RPG books. Come see them. There's a good chance they either have it or they can order it for you. Uh, get it in in a couple of days, couple of weeks, and then have a seat at one of the many tables that they have set up. Break it open. Find somebody else roaming around the shop. Play a game. Have some fun. Uh, that's what it's here for. And while you're here in Gaucher, head on over down to Big Dog Liquor. Head on over down. <laughs> Sure thing, Michael. Yeah, yeah. Head over to Big Dog Liquor and pick your pick yourself up something nice to drink. Maybe it's a bottle of uh, Johnny Walker Red. Maybe it's something a little more expensive and a little nicer. Pick something up. He's got a great selection in there. Do you like wine? He has specials on cases of wine. He has a ton of selection in wine. Period. And if he doesn't have it, he can probably get it in for you. Uh, are you military? You get a discount. Are you uh, elderly? You get a discount. Are you an old military person? You get a discount. You can stack those discounts on Wednesdays. Go check them out. Tell them we sent you. And since you're done listening to us, give our friends over at Travelers on the Omnibus a listen. They are a field trip through (coughs) nerd and pop culture. They do a ton of different stuff over there. They have a different format like every week on what exactly it is that they're doing. They've done video game or uh, 
video game list. They've done some RPG type stuff where they've built out characters and played them a little Spoiler, bit. Spoiler. I'm on the next episode doing Ooh. just that. Hey. So there you go. You tune in. You have somebody you know to listen to. Um, and then once you finish that episode with them, listen to Jody, who's one of the travelers. Uh, he has his own podcast called Fearology, where he talks about horror movies, what they mean to him, goes through them you know, through the years. He also has uh, music that he does that is on that same Fearology feed, uh, experimental, instrumental, electronica. Give it all a listen. You know, tell him, tell him uh, how awesome that is. And if movies are your thing, check out our friends over at Silence Your Cell Phones. They do a live stream on YouTube every week, and then they have the podcast that is available on your favorite podcasting app. Give them a listen. They do movies and bingeable television shows. Talk about it and just have a a grand old time. So with that said, we're going to watch WrestleMania Night 2 tonight. It'll be talked about next week. Yep. And then we'll return you to our normal Whiskey and Wrestling Broadcasting. So with that said, cheers. cheers.